Good evening. And hello. Welcome back. And welcome to Orchid Chat with Dr. Connors. And this is Dr. Connors. So I have been away for quite a while. I believe that the last podcast I have done was way back in July. On my birthday on August 15 last year, I was hospitalized again due to ailments. And then I wasn't able to uh, to come back and uh, do a podcast because I have been sick since then. So, um, well, let me explain to you why the long absence. These last four months, actually, or six months, rather, have been really challenging for me um, due to, um, I mean, I have been really, really ill. So as you can probably notice, I am um, um, raspy. My voice is raspy, and um, I'm still. I still get winded, so you must pardon me if you hear my heavy breathing. In November fourteen, when I went to my chemo, I stopped. Uh, breathing, so I believe that I have mentioned to you in the past that aside from the cancer that was trying to bottle, I also have an autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. Um, it is a very rare disease, and unfortunately, I have. Or extreme of it. I have the extreme uh, version of it, so to speak. So, in other words, um, when my myasthenia gravis attacks me, I stop breathing. So, in November fourteen, in one of the maintenance chemo that I was scheduled to uh, to get. I was rushed to the emergency room where I was intubated because apparently I was, um, um, I mean, I stopped breathing. I was intubated for six days and I stayed in the hospital for nearly three weeks. And... um, I went home, I believe I went home on December 1st, but a day later I had to come back to the emergency room because I couldn't breathe. So I stayed another week in the hospital. After a week, I was released again. But... After a week of stay in the hospital, I was again released. 
Unfortunately, there was no improvement. This time I couldn't swallow and I couldn't breathe. So, um, I believe it was December 15 when I went back again to the hospital. So I stayed there before until um, December 24th. And um, I was improving. I got my steroids. They could not find out what was going on with me. I told them that my throat was really, really painful and I couldn't swallow. But um, to give me steroids, they said there was nothing wrong with. Oh, uh, it was. I mean, I was slightly my, my throat was swollen. Due to uh, the trauma that was caused by the intubation, six days of intubation. But that was all that was uh, wrong with me, according to them, according to my doctors. I have consulted with um, with the ANT, pulmonologist, and as well as internist. Because I couldn't eat, I couldn't swallow. And uh, they were just telling me, basically, that, yeah, my throat is swollen. But it's to be expected because of the trauma that was caused by uh, the intubation. Anyhow, so I went home on December 24th. I managed to cook um, Christmas dinner. I was fine. I was eating. I was chatty. I had my friends here. My caretaker, my two friends, Gloria and, and Mark, are basically my main caretaker, caregiver. So um, I, I did not go anywhere. I stayed home on Christmas Day because I was not feeling well. I was just extremely exhausted on my throat. I mean, it's like my... Voice was actually a lot worse than this, than my voice now. In other words, well, I, I was, I wasn't really, um, I could not reach my baseline. In other words, like I can't even go walk from one place to the other. I tried to have my breathing machine, but it was not working anymore. And um, so I went to see my um, primary physician on December 26, which he suggested, oddly enough, that I should have a trach uh, put, uh, put in me because I, in one of the um, crises, my senior crisis, you might not be able to save me because of the fact that my throat or my airway is very narrow. However, he said that would be in the long run, not um, immediately, but something to talk about. I was struggling between Christmas and the New Year. And... Um, on New Year's Eve, I wasn't feeling well at all anymore. But uh, 
I tried to hold on because I promised myself no hospitalization anymore. I can't deal with going to the hospital anymore. So, um, unfortunately, on January 1st and New Year's Day, I just could not handle it anymore. I couldn't breathe. I wasn't eating. It was even difficult for me to uh, to swallow. I was also coughing because I went to my masseuse and she was coughing. And I believe that I caught something from her because I wasn't sick at all before I went uh, to uh, to have my massage. I get my massages because I have extreme neuropathy. These neuropathies uh, were caused by um, the chemo that I have received when I was um, uh, guessing, when I had my cancer. Um, anyhow, um, so in this, on January 1st, I asked Mark to bring me to the emergency room because otherwise I would not survive the night. So he brought me to the emergency room and even with the steroids that he gave me, it, they were not working anymore. I was complaining about extreme pain in my throat, that I couldn't swallow us. I wasn't eating. Uh, even drinking was rather difficult for me. And um, again, uh, I was admitted. And um, I kept on complaining about my throat, that it's really, really painful. So, um, that Friday, January 2nd, I was sent to get x-ray or the barium swallow to see what could possibly be, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> causing my inability to swallow. <coughs> I may have to pause every now and then because it's still very tiring for me to to speak. You could probably hear me like getting winded a little bit. Anyhow, to make the story short, there was an infection in my throat and there was a huge abscess just right on my esophagus, outside my esophagus actually. And they could not explain what, how it got there. But there was a possible, uh, plausible explanation that when I was intubated in November, uh, they might have perforated my, um, my esophagus and it closed, but that it was closing, it was collecting bacteria. So that was the cause of the abscess in my throat that could have uh, been punctured. And, um, on January 2nd, 
I had a crisis because I, of course, the hospital, the nurses, sent me to have all the stuff without eating, and I missed my dosage of medication. So, this is a lot of details, guys. So, in other words, to make the story short, I had a surgery on January eighth. Yeah, with extreme pain, so I finally got the surgery to remove the abscess. But my ENT decided that I had to get a trach because my airway apparently was was narrow. So I had a trach put uh put in. It was the most uncomfortable situation I was ever put in. Stayed at the ICU. Was transferred to um, to isolation because I was neutropenic. And um, and I thought that after my uh, after that surgery, and I would be going home a week. Fast forward to January thirty first. That was when I was released. I had my trach. I was struggling. I couldn't breathe. Then, since November, to uh, basically last week, I wasn't eating because I could not. My they have um, in January since they could not uh, um, understand where. Um, what type of bacteria uh, the abscess um, um, had? They have bombarded me with, or I kid you not, basically every antibiotics known to man, as well as antifungal and every kind of. Um, of uh, or anything that could kill bacteria, I was getting that, and of course one of those antibiotics that were given—I mean that um, that I was receiving—caused me to have fever one hundred and four every single day. Even though I was tested over and over again for a new infection, they could not figure out. So meanwhile, I was suffering a lot. Oh, pardon me if you heard that wasn't a burp, but it was me like trying to clear my throat. So um, it was not until three days or four days. Before I was released on January thirty first, that they figured out that it was one of the antibiotics that was actually, I was allergic to it. That was actually causing me to, to have high, grade fever. <clears throat> anyway, so here I am. So I was released for a week. I went back to ENT because my and now it was like I couldn't breathe. It was very uncomfortable. 
I was home for a week. Unfortunately, I had to go back again to the hospital. But this time it is a different hospital that I went to. It was the hospital where my ENT has admitting um, privileges. And, um, of course, um, it wasn't decided that I needed to be decannulated. So here I am. Although I feel a lot better and I'm recovering, it is a very slow recovery. It's, um, I went through so much, but all I could think of was like coming home to my doggies and my plants. I could not, I went to total uh, depression when I was in the hospital. Day in and day out, I was there sitting alone. I would have visitor, I like every night Mark would come. God bless his soul. He is such a wonderful man. And uh, he was there. He made sure that he was there. He would come and see me, bring dinner. However, I could not even eat that. It was just very difficult. And I basically lost all my appetite. Um, due to... I believe to all the antibiotics that I was, all the medication that I was receiving. And uh, I was losing my mind. I was very emotional. I was frightened. There were times where I never, th where I thought that I wasn't coming home anymore. Because it was, it was that hard that I was basic. I was fighting uh, for my life. I thought that this this was uh, how my life ends, and yet. Although I wasn't frightened of death, I was actually frightened for my dogs, my responsibility to them. So I prayed, I've never prayed so hard that I would be given another chance to, uh, to live. To see them through until the end of their uh, days here on earth. Because it would, it would be unfair for them to, um, to lose their mum. Because they would definitely be separated. They would be divided because I don't think that one person can handle five dogs. I have four golden retrievers. And one Doxy, not to mention my African grey um, bird named Graby. She named herself. And uh, 
and how my mother is going to take. I just could not imagine the anguish that my mom would feel if I were to, if I were to die, if I were to leave. Death is not, is not frightening for me. What's frightening is leaving the responsibility that you were meant to do to someone else. So, um, so I fought really hard to come back to, uh, to come back home to my babies. And also to those of you who prayed so hard and who send me daily encouraging messages. And for Mark, who's always there, giving me strength and encouragement. To Shannon, who came all the way from Massachusetts. And to my Aunt Alice, who flew all the way from South Carolina. She is sick herself to come and see me. And of course, Gloria, who's taking care of my babies and also my plants. God bless her. Because I, my orchids are doing wonderfully. I have lost... I have lost a few to um to virus. I think it was um it was due to the unusualness of the of of um the weather inside the house or may, I mean uh the temperature. It gets very cold and then it gets very hot. So it was um it was very challenging. To um, uh, to think that it was the end of me. There were few moments there where I knew that I wasn't coming home. It's like when you think of that, that how fragile life is. You look around, basically, and look at the things that you cherish so much and they just become nothing. Because after you're gone, they're just things. So um, I am more encouraged now that the most important thing in life and the most important gift is basically time that you give to someone else. And I got those. I received time from all of you, my listeners, my followers, my friends. Even though I have not met you personally, you were there. I was bombarded with a lot of messages. I was sent Orchids in my hospital uh, to my hospital room. Nancy, Faye, um, Antalis, Mary, my dear sister Mary, my sister Mary's from from another mother, and all of you and every one of you.
I cherish so much. I treasure all of your encouragements. There were actually the the um very um strength and powers uh that gave me the strength and and propelled me to to fight for my life to fight for the beauty of life and the good news is I am cancer free. Well, at least you know cancer is evil, but for now I beat it. However, I am not out of danger because myasthenia gravis is actually much more evil than cancer. doesn't prepare you like right now my airway is too narrow i get very winded when i climb upstairs i can't do the usual things that i used to do however i'm still grateful even though i struggle I'm struggling so much. I'm still very grateful that I was given another chance to be able to come on live and this ends wills others in my situation were not able to to do that because they have reached the end of their trip here on earth so for that i'm really grateful however there's a danger of what i have and i fear for it that of course i always think of the worst case scenario what about if i can't catch my breath anymore so i get really really winded but even though i have that fear in the back of my mind i propel on because you can't live in fear you can't live in what ifs you can't live in anticipating for something bad to happen because whether you are sick or not life could snap life could take that life that you have could be taken away from you whether you are healthy or you are ill so what i'm learning right now is just living for the moments extending kindness not be judgmental letting others let live to li- and let live and live live and let live that's basically how it goes and be tolerance be happy for the successes of others and um just be mindful of what you say 
because then words cannot be taken back. So thank you so very much for listening and for following me in this live podcast. And um, yes, my orchids are doing well. I can't wait until the spring because they, um, when it gets warmer, so they can actually go outside. And I am always grateful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so very much for um, listening and for following me. You can f- subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is Dr. Alison uh, Strathmore's Last Corners on Facebook. And also, I am on several um, channels on my podcast. Thank you so very much. And remember, live life each moment of it. Thank you very much and have a good night.